In a world where geek is now chic, what was once deemed nerdy or geeky has become fashionable. What used to be odd and different is now part of mainstream culture. The way we consume our entertainment has changed with the advent of new and meaningful technology. Comic books are no longer stories just for kids. They've become all-age entertainment with mature subject matter, rivaling the depth of the very best novelists. They've become a driving force behind a large portion of American entertainment. Costuming has gone from being a small but loyal subculture to a highly visible art form thanks to science fiction and comic book conventions that celebrate cosplay and fandom. Thanks to Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Star Trek, and many others, the movie landscape has changed forever. Through Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, and more, once genre shows are now mainstream rating giant. We are a podcast that looks at the comic book culture. We are a podcast that talks about the cosplay community. We are a podcast that can't help but dissect the movies and shows we watch. We are. We are. We are. The Galaxy Cast. Galaxy Cast fans, welcome to this episode of the Galaxy Cast. I have with me four people in the studio tonight. Sorry, Gary. I have with me Eric the Artist. Joe stole my paints. <laughs> I have with me Austin the Numpty. I don't know what to say, but I'll just say hi. <laughs> I have with me Gary the Stud. Oh, I have dialogue? Yes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're almost, you know, three minutes into the episode, so it would be... Three. Three. There we go. And I am Bob Christman, your host. Whatever, shut up. (laughs) I was trying to give him something. He wanted dialogue. I'm giving him dialogue. And we're off to a great start. We have a lot to talk about at the beginning of the episode tonight, so we're going to get right into it here in just a minute. We're going to talk about the massive rumor. This is a rumor. Let me say it enough times. It's a rumor Rumor that there is a movie. Is it confirmed? uh, Called (laughs) Captain Britain and the Black Knight. Who? (laughs) <laughs> we're going to talk about whatever the heck is going on at DC Mar- well DC's movie universe whatever you want to call it. It, it it's a mess it's a mess that's the only way I can explain it we're then going to talk about the internet reaction to the Star Wars Resistance trailer which ironically we just talked about in the last episode right. there's a massive internet reaction to that we're going to talk about that and then we're going to talk about the close-up looks at Darth Maul's robotic, robotic legs from Star Wars, a whole a solo story. a rumor tied in there. Correct. Okay, so let's get right to it. This was posted on my Facebook page, thanks to some friends of mine. I mean, they know who I am. They know what I'm into. They know the things that I do. And what is it that and, you do, Bob? So well, I mean... For our listeners who are not aware. My big connection to this is I'm, you know, kind of my bragging rights is I costume as Marvel's Black Knight. And, who's, um, and who is Black Knight? Okay, so it depends on who you talk to as to who the Black Knight is, but he is Dean. Uh, I'm gonna forget his last name. Uh, he is Winchester. 
<laughs> no, it's not quite Raymond. Oh. That's exactly who I was going. <laughs> I was going there too. <laughs> I can't remember the last name. He's got a but brother he, named Sam. He was a guy who was imbued with the ebony blade, who basically gets cursed because he gets imbued with the blade. And the Black Knight is forever trying to balance the power of the blade with the taking of the souls. So he has to take so many souls with the ebony blade, or it takes his soul. Uh, it's kind of an interesting story. That's at least the original story. It's been twisted and turned and demented so many different ways. It's not even funny in the Marvel Universe. And it's funny because for some reason, nobody knows who the flip the Black Knight is. Even though, by the way, go look it up. He was an Avenger. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have cl- I have issues with him. He's a big deal. No, I don't have issues with the character. I have comic, comic book, book issues, issues right. where he appears in them. Oh, Correct. come on. You Dan. got issues. Dan or Dane Whitman. Thank you, Dane Whitman. That's the name it. I was trying to remember. Thank you. I appreciate that. So his name's not Dean? No, Dane. Dane Whitman. He was a big deal back in the 1990s in, in the Marvel Avengers world. Matter of fact, there was a time where... A lot of people thought the Black Knight was going to be the new Captain America. He was supposed to take over as Reigns, as the leader of the Avengers. And that's actually when, ironically, the Black Panther stepped in to take over the Reigns. I was going to say, on some of the on the article I saw, there was at least five names for the Black Knight. Correct. Uh, and, Whitman and, was the third. Right. There were, there were several different incantations of the Black Knight. Matter of fact, technically, the Black Knight is a comic character. goes all the way back to the 1950s. 50s as a comic strip character back when I think it's the Pied Piper correct me on that one I can't remember if, I think it was called the Pied Piper was a comic strip that was really popular uh, the Black Knight ran at the same time to try to compete with it okay so believe it or not Marvel before they were Marvel I forget what they were called back then the first issue came out Black Knight number one May of 1955 Thank uh, you. Cover art by Joe... Well, that was the first comic book, but before it was a comic book, it was one of those Sunday strips. Believe it or not, it actually was. So, interestingly enough, so all was, the way back in the 50s. So he was Prince Valiant. Uh, competed with Prince Valiant in the in the in like the Sunday papers and stuff. Yeah, you're, you're on the right track there, Gary. So, okay, so you have Black Knight, but in the same sentence, I was kind of like... It's really weird to think of these two things together. The other one is Captain Britain. Now, yes. Captain Britain, we know, at least I know, and you guys all know, is a, a huge member in the Marvel Universe, but for a particular group. Wait, wait, you might want to rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> he doesn't have a huge member, if that's what you're listening to. He's a big deal when it comes to a certain particular group within the Marvel Universe, okay. and that is which group? I was hoping you guys would know. Mutants. No. Excalibur. Thank yeah. you. Excalibur. I know who you were going for. I was just going to be quiet because I had to <laughs> see where it happened. Make somebody else suffer. I get it. Yeah. So, so, so he's a member of a sword. <laughs> well, and this is where I... He's a member of a sword. Yes. <laughs> Excalibur. This is where I think it's interesting because the Excalibur group... I actually like the Excalibur group. There's oh, all yeah. sorts of cool characters. There were some good ones in there. Inside of that um, group. For people like me who don't know who the Excalibur group is... Well, wasn't... Uh, didn't Phoenix... No, not Phoenix... Someone, Rachel Summers. Thank you. Was in it. Captain Britain, Lockheed. Yep. Correct. Mm. Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride went over for a little while. Nearly. C- Colossus Snake, Snake Crawler and uh, Megan. Yeah. Or Megan or whatever I call it. Yeah. It it was a it was a pretty big deal. The comic book itself was pretty popular when it came out. Oh, I wait, loved it. Wait, wait, wait. So here's up. all the different members that it's had. It's I had like Captain Britain. Oh, I didn't know Black Knight actually was a member. Yeah. Yeah. I was okay. trying to tie I, the tie-in. I was trying to tell you that. I didn't realize that. Uh, Seriously, Nightcrawler. <laughs> I don't. No one listens <laughs> to me at all. That's all there is to it. <laughs> 
Nightcrawler was Colossus was, Day Tripper, Dazzler, Warlock was, Douglock. Ferron, Doug Lock. Yeah, Doug Lock. Doug Lock, I didn't see that, Juggernaut, Kylon, Lockheed, Longshot, Moria McTaggart, Megan, Micromax, Nightcrawler, Nocturne, Phoenix's Rachel Summers, Psylocke, Sage, Shadowcat, Widget, Pete Wisdom, and Wolfsbane have all been members yes. of okay. Excalibur. Okay, now what <clears throat> is the connection between Captain Britain and uh, Psylocke? Between Captain... Brother and sister, if I remember correctly? Am I right? Correct. Correct. Thank you. <laughs> I actually pulled that one out of my Woo-hoo! rear end for the first time in a while. Uh, <laughs> Gary's giving Dad running for his money. Well, it, it's been a while. I, I, if you go back, go over there and look in my boxes, I actually have that comic, the number one Excalibur. Yeah. I, I do. I got that one. It's a pretty popular one, actually. It's a pretty popular issue that, that I think it's a great, lot. I love the cover. I love the cover, too. Just it had it? like a power to it. I, I can't explain <laughs> it. And I actually liked the bad guys in that one. They were like these weird, like white creatures. Yeah, that, it kind of looks like they're hanging on top of a building in Britain just with the with Big Ben hanging out behind them. Okay. What? And I, I like that version of Phoenix, too. So Yeah, I agree. I, I never liked the green-suited version. I was never a fan well, of the green-suited it, it's Phoenix. Not, it's not Jean Grey either. So. Right. So what do you guys think of this idea? I mean, supposedly, they're already casting in November to December for the characters of Captain Britain and the Black Knight. And the director's going to be... And the, guy, the director is rumored to be Guy Ritchie, which... Whose style I like. It could be some, interesting. He does some good stuff. And he, he does really good... I was thinking about this, like, while well, we were taking a break earlier, that as a th- like a throwback movie, this might be interesting. Because yeah. Guy Ritchie does some really good throwback stuff. I think he did a great job with the throwback look of Sherlock Holmes. And so I think he could do a really good job with, like, the throwback <laughs> look no. of, of a potential... He has to avoid his shaky cam a bit. There's, I agree There's with a you. little of that too much going on sometimes in his action sequences. Yeah. But... He also did some really great action. There's a scene in the second Sherlock Holmes movie where they're running to get on a train and they're being hunted by a sniper through the woods, and it's a really well put together action sequence yeah. of just running and being chased by gunmen. And it's like, well, actually, there's more going on because they're firing uh, a large cannon at them from a distance, and it's like blowing up trees. And he's doing that go from regular speed to super slow mo, so you can right, see right. how pieces of wood and stuff are just missing the people as they're running. And it was really well put together, so he could do some really neat stuff. And it would be an interesting thing to see him. I guess my there's two things that I'm kind of sitting here going, this could be good or bad. First off, rumor is this is now being pushed ahead ahead of Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Yes. Now, why is that? Because my other rumor that I have, and again, this is not confirmed. All this is rumor we're talking about is that they're recasting for Guardians of the Galaxy Three. In other words, ready for this, folks? After Avengers Four. Your guardians are probably going to go. It's going to be a new team. It'll be a new team with Charlie Twenty Seven. I'm not going to. It, it might be. I mean, <laughs> I that could I get interesting. So. I hope so. I want that original team. I, well, I'm wondering if they're thinking about. it. I mean, like they well, got that they had uh, Sylvester Stallone, Stallone was the right? Leader, yeah. You know, what I mean, like they could they could pull that out. They, I'm, you could probably talk Stallone into it. I bet you could at this point. <laughs> And let me look. What else is he doing? Uh, there is a Rocky movie supposedly in the works, but I don't think it's even. It's in another production. one with Michael B. Jordan, and he's the mentor character. Yeah, I, I mean, or, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I, you know, I haven't watched a Rocky movie in forever. I actually liked Creed. Creed was actually good. If you didn't oh, see it, it actually was decent. I hear it was. But it was very good. It. So you had that whole Ravengers <laughs> leaders that were original Guardians that you could just bring in. That's what we're, we're just. I talking know we're about. talking just about Stallone. I was bringing up the other. Well, that's what was my Charlie Twenty Seven comment. We're, ta- yeah. we're talking about them. We're talking exactly yeah. of those people. Right, and that's where I was going to say, and I want that original team. Right. 
Okay. Hi, welcome Johnny Come Lately. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he exists four minutes behind us in the time stream, but that's okay. <laughs> Austin's our MCU time traveler. Help me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's interesting that that's a rumor. And and to for those people that are going, wait, what happened to... All, all I'm going to say is sometimes Disney wants you to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And some people just couldn't, and I think they kind of... It's all the James Gunn thing. Right, it's all about the James Gunn thing, and I I really, quite honestly... Really quickly, what is your opinions on the James Gunn thing? Totally worth it. He should have been fired, and the cast standing up for him should be fired, too. Personally, I don't think he should have ever been hired. I mean, looking at what he said, (laughs) even if he partially believes it, he says it was a joke and he only partly believes... Partially believing it is, like, Wow. I mean, like, you shouldn't even be saying those things, especially if you're a director. I mean, like, I preach to my kids all the time. Everything you do on social media, everybody sees. It's really stupid of you to go out there and to say positive things about pedophiles, to say, I mean, like, it was not a smart plan, his part, to ever have done that. The fact that it took him that long to delete the posts, I can't believe. Well, no, the, the whole thing was, this all came out years ago. This it came did. out like six years ago that he did this ten years ago. And when he originally did it, I never heard the part about him believing any of it. What I heard was he did it all as like a shock jock type type thing. He was going for the whole, back before we understood how social media would affect us in the future, he was just going for the whole, I'm just going to say outrageous things because it's going to get me attention. Right. And he did that. Shock, drop, and awe. He did that whole, yeah, basically, the the, shock and awe, just hit him with the most intense, ridiculous, over-the-top things. And then like six years later when he was getting more into director and growing and that came up, he publicly apologized for it and said, you know, I'm realizing uh, that doing stupid stuff on the internet has a life. And, you know, we all did it. And he apologized once for it, got hired for after the fact, did two movies. Apparently, according to everyone, is not that guy. He That was a personality online that he was doing. And he realizes it was just stupid. It's like, you know, if I was young and posted pictures of me fake drunk online and then years later I went, but it, that's not me. I didn't do it, but it was stupid. I shouldn't have or whatever. It has a history and it holds you know, holds on. And granted, this is way worse. He talked about horrible, horrible crap. Absolutely. No, Absolutely. no forgiving a single tweet he did. Right. I'm not saying that. But the fact that he's done things since to and, – and apparently is very much uh, like a philanthropist and he, he helps people out. And he helps – he's you know he's done a lot to be a different person and shown he's a different person. There's that whole question of, is there ever a recovery for being an idiot 10 years ago? Is there a chance to be like, I'm proving now that I'm doing better. So why punish me now that I'm doing better? If I was still being an idiot, I'd understand it. Or if I, you know, whatever. But it's, what worries me is this whole, you do something stupid. There's no coming back from it, according to these people. Even years later, when you've proven that you're very different from that and you're doing different things, you can still be punished for it retroactively again a second time like i said he went through it once already right so that all worries me everything he did was absolutely stupid and disney made it made a call they just said okay we're just gonna get rid of him you know it's just no zero tolerance policy gone right but the people who worked with him vouching for him they're they know him better than we do they know what kind of person he is you know we don't work with him i've never met the guy i never talked to him so i don't know so if they're gonna be that verbal that they're willing to lose their jobs over the fact that they think he's a worthwhile person to stuff and it's not just one person of the cast it's like the entire ca- it's some the entire were, cast some were much more verbal yes but it's the entire cast of people who most people go are seem to be good people you know none of them have any scandal things going on much with them you know or you know zoe saldana doesn't have any i don't know negative stuff with her she you know it's not like these are bad people Great. gathering to protect another bad person 
So I just always, I can't say it's right or wrong. I just wonder for how long can something, I guess your entire life, something you did when you were 20 can come back when you're 60 and that's it. You're ruined. Every, so we're kind of in this hole. You can never. I mean, I, I have another thought okay. on it, but I want to like, I want to hear what Gary has to say. Gary, what are your thoughts on this? Because we've talked about it in the car before. That's why I, <laughs> I know your thoughts. And I'm just curious. You know, like I, I, I think he deserves to get fired for it because, okay, he was stupid at the time. Granted, he may change. But it's just like any other person that's screwed up before. They're still going to be persecuted for the rest of their lives, whether they've served their time and everything else. But the biggest problem is, is anymore, you can be accused of anything. And you're guilty right from the get-go. Yeah, I hate that. And then you prove prove to everybody that you didn't do it, and you still don't have a job or you don't right. have a family and everything else. Because right? you've been tried in the court of public opinion and right. you're right. ruined. Right. So what makes them any different from anybody else that's done stupid shit like that? Nothing, but I also feel like the people who are being... I also feel like people can't shouldn't be tried just for because of the first accusation. But and you also you want to respect the people who say bad things happen to them. It's that whole, you know, you don't want to say you're lying about what you're accusing someone of. You believe the accuser. You don't right. try and drag them down or, or berate them. But at the same point, none of us know the stories behind these things. So and people's lives can be ruined from false accusations. So, so, so what do you do? Hard not to get political here. Yeah. He wouldn't have been put in that boat had he not attacked a particular group of Trump supporters. And gone after them hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was being very, very verbal. And he was being, I mean, like, harsh with this group. And I really think, I hate saying it like this, but, like, you push come to shove, right? Things come back at you. And and unfortunately, they they came back at him. They specifically targeted targeted him him because he targeted them first. And so I don't like the whole idea, like, you get what you get. But, I mean, like, had he softened his tone a little bit or maybe not even gone after that group of individuals he probably wouldn't be put in the position he was put in and that's the ironic thing certain people at disney and this is where i think it's weird certain people at disney admitted they knew <laughs> and then there's corporate executives within disney that had no yeah idea that's and the, i'm kind of like how does yeah. that happen yeah how you know? And Disney's got to, I think, do some internal soul searching on this whole situation. Like, how did some individuals on the lower end know, but the corporate execs were kind of like kept in the dark on purpose? I'll, I'll answer that one for you. The ones that are on the top echelon of Disney and all that, yeah, they don't do anything on computer. Yeah, well, you're right. That's probably right. true. So At least they, as far as social media is concerned, right. yeah. they, they they do absolutely nothing. Yeah, they have secretaries and people to do stuff for right. them for that. Yeah, and. If the lower people that are that are on social media all the time and they see this stuff, they're not going to go report it to the top guy. You're right. Until it gets brought up in the news and stuff, so right. that's what that's what happens then. And unfortunately, Eric, that's kind of what happened here. Like if it had brought, I think if it had been brought to the executives, yeah, back when you were looking at him, mm-hmm. they probably just wouldn't have hired him. Yeah, unfortunately, probably not. Probably not. And but he would have been having a different guardian galaxy from all. Well, well, and we'd be having a different conversation right now, quite honestly, but. Unfortunately, Disney, within their own system, screwed up. I, I, I am well, you, hoping you they've learned from this. They're going to be vetting everyone. They're going to be like, oh, you want to work for us? Show, yeah. Show us 20 years of your social media, right. your entire that's, social media that's, history. I think that's the lesson that's they've gonna learned be, here. That's going to be so hard because... But that's the world the, we live the, in. It is, but when the internet first came out, 
everyone kind of did soup stuff that might have been stupid or could be considered stupid today because I get it. And I know I know what you're saying. Like it. you make young and dumb mistakes. Like I've made young and dumb mistakes, and I mm-hmm. totally get it. But I always kind of like when it came to the internet and certain things, I was kind of like very very precautious about because we jumped on the internet once we were adults. Well. Yes and no, because I was I was still in college when the internet right, and I kind of was, was hitting its yeah. stride. You know what I, I mean? Was so, older than that, but. so you know, I wasn't quite an adult yet, and I was still <laughs> making some dumb mistakes. And and but I, for whatever reason, I stayed away from making dumb mistakes on the internet. I don't I don't know why, but something in my brain said that I shouldn't do this. Yeah, and I, believe um, me, I I have always I don't get into online fights. I don't. Right troll people i don't do stupid things i right. don't insult people i don't even use harsh language I, i've said I've, the toughest generation that we have as far as like technology is <clears> concerned <throat> is theirs yeah, because yeah. it's not just the fact that they're growing up with it because they are they're growing up from from the moment they're born all the way up but it's it's growing at an exponential rate that they can't keep up with there's no way his and ruth's and tara's generation can keep up with the technology and the advancements going and if you think this generation is going to have it bad whittle my middle school kids oh, are yeah. getting towards their <laughs> age because oh, yeah. there is no way i mean pretty much anything you say now and i'm talking about like <coughs> you don't even have to be saying it online you could just be in a room talking your phone's recording it and it could potentially become a thing could be something like oh yeah sorry because yeah. your phone's on all the time yeah, yeah i hate to tell you that it's the truth <laughs> they're, they're, they're recording us now they are I hope they're getting a good shot of the show. Do you think this means a rewrite for Avengers 4 and some people don't come back from that? I do now. I think it's going to be... I do now. Now that I've heard that the rumor really is that they're talking about turning the whole cast over, I think it's really easy to make that snap a thing. And now those who would have potentially survived before, I I think it would be really easy to make the Guardians the scapegoats. They die. To save Earth, yeah, they look like the heroes, sacrifice. right? Some sort of hero sacrifice. You let them go. You, you let them go, and and Chris Pratt's happy because he becomes the ultimate hero, and so does the rest of the cast. And uh, happy? No, no. Kiss they, they, they wanted more movies. <laughs> no, I, I don't think Chris Pratt's going to be happy at all with way well, with the way he, his career is going to go. Right, and he's not going to be happy with the way the um, Star Wars went because he's still going to be the guy that screwed everything up well even if they bring him back he'll still be the guy that screwed it well, all i know up. but I mean, still it's just it's i get what you're saying yeah i i know what you're saying and i'm just saying like they're gonna try to appease him as best they can yeah. and that's you know i think that's personally i think if that's that's how they're gonna do it that's the way they're gonna go about it but are they really gonna attack chris evans and robert downey jr and all those guys i know that they haven't really renewed their contract but are those guys on the bucket list of you supported james gunn you're gone no, because they never said anything. If I was you, gonna say, if I think you noticed, all, I think all three of those. I think him, Evans. No, listen to me. Mm-hmm. If you noticed very carefully, the Avengers cast said nothing. I was gonna say not a word, not a word. It was word. all the Guardians. So it was just cast. the Guardians cast. Correct. So you're just saying the Guardians cast is gonna get correct. I thought you were saying all Avengers characters. No, I'm saying just the Guardians because the Guardians cast got together and wrote a letter to Disney. And made a big deal about it, a public thing. Right. They, I think they even put a petition online, right? Like a change.org yeah, yeah. petition, yeah. like begged Disney to bring James Gunn back. And quite honestly, I think Disney really got that's what really pushed them over the edge. Yeah, and, and Groot's going to go away because they wrote on him to for the petition. In <laughs> he, was the, <laughs> right. he was the paper. He was the paper they used. Yeah. So sorry, I, I took us on a large tangent there, but I was curious. no. But I, it, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying. So let's get back to the idea of a Captain Britain. 
Black Knight movies. Now, supposedly this has been moved ahead of a Guardians of the Galaxy 3. What do you guys think of this? Do you think, of course, this is all rumor at this point. The guy at Pinewood Studios named Super Grip really doesn't have much information other than their casting, and they, it's rumored that Guy Ritchie's directing this thing. Do you guys like this idea? Is it cool? Black Knight? Captain Britain? What do you think? I think it could be very cool. Uh, depend, you know, Marvel's got a good track record of dealing with their properties well. We haven't seen much outside of America in these movies other than Black Panther, Panther and Wakanda. We haven't seen foreign superheroes a lot. Right. So it might be time to expand the Earthbound universe a bit with some British heroes. Well, and I think that'd be cool. That could be cool. We could also go into a completely different universe. We could go into the Omniverse where the, all the stuff is connected through Merlin because both Black Knight and Captain Britain met Merlin. Right. They they but, were imbued with their powers in some way in through the comics. Merlin. That's a big jump for movie fans. It who might be. None of that's connected yet. But you could also use Merlin as the interconnection to things like Hercules and other right, characters, ma- okay. too. Yeah. Do you, you get what I'm saying? Like bring, this, you can bring in some of the European Avengers and then go so far out to... This could even add in the idea of magic into the Marvel Universe, which well, we haven't dealt with much, to be we, honest. Other than... Strange. Strange. Strange, and right. then some, somewhat with Thor going down to, like, hell and fighting right. Surtur and all right. that stuff. But so, we haven't dealt with it much. You know what I mean? Like, this idea of magic being a bigger power than we initially thought, this could elevate Doctor Strange and, well, and Merlin the, and all these people that, you the, know, This is what I'm thinking, is maybe they're going to have a cameo in the next Strange movie. Oh, the well, Britain and uh, yeah, Black wasn't right. Ebony's Blade was supposed to be one of the background scenes of Strange, was taken out because of... Yes. Clutterness uh, or something. No, the uh, the Ebony Blade was supposed to be one of the things in the background of uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum, and they took it out. And when the question was raised, I think it was during San Diego Comic-Con, why was the Ebony Blade removed? It was where Kevin Feige said, we have bigger plans down the road. Yeah, I think I remember that. And I was just kind of like, oh. <laughs> you know, like, and now, what are those bigger plans? And that's like, what I'm saying. If they're going to bump this ahead and actually be casting now... This is something that's got to have been being written for the past year and a half, two years. I would think so. so. And considering Feige had said it was something that was yeah. down the road, I, I, it's a possibility they here, just they already had the script there and just pushing it forward. And, and now we're hearing I think it's rumor cool. about it. Now I'm feeling like, okay, this has really happened after we saw the toy line with Ant-Man and you found the Black Knight well, character in that. Yeah, they just did that, though, because Black Knight's a popular character. Not, here's the other side of it that somebody pointed out to me. It, the Excalibur could be a good way to start slowly integrating the mutants into the Avengers universe because Captain Britain is a mutant. And an Avenger. Well, no. He's not, a member of Excalibur, oh, not an Avenger. Oh, Avenger. He but he is a mutant, and, of course, Nightcrawler, all these other uh, mutants were part of Excalibur. Yeah, there's a and, lot of crossover. And, and there's a lot of crossover there. And his sister's already been named in the right. movie, so... Right, so it, it could totally, like, this this could work. You know, it could be a great way to kind of start we, slowly integrating and Disney, the mutants into the Marvel Universe. Now, Disney did buy Fox already by this point. Correct, now. that has been now confirmed. Matter of fact, the executive board has approved. It's just a matter of when, not if, at this point, when it actually officially takes over. And this would be a good way to integrate something from 20th Century Fox into Disney, as you said. But well... I think they're just going to start over and take the 20th Century Fox and throw it in so the trash. They're, but they're still going to release the Phoenix movie, do you think, right? <laughs> it's still rumored to be Trish. trashed at this point. Really? Yes. The Phoenix movies? What? Even though I can believe the New Mutants one. Even principal, even though principal photography is finished, the rumor is it's been trashed. Oh, the other rumor, too, is that this is the last season of The Gifted. Hmm. That they're letting, they're letting Fox finish this out, but that 
don't expect much from it because the, the rumor is, again, rumor, that they're they're going to get rid of it after this season. So but they're just going to start the mutants over. And then what's the one that's on FXX that had Legion? Legion, Legion. yeah, I think that one might actually be yeah. canned tune soon as well. So and, and I also heard that Disney's going to be uh, getting rid of a couple other franchises that I don't agree with. Which ones? Uh, Predator, Aliens, and Planet of the Apes. Correct. You know why they're doing it? At least this is what I've heard. Supposedly they're going to kill them to let it kind of die out for like a decade. Like they want to just kind of like kill it because certain elements of each of those has not gone well. Uh, I heard the latest Predator movie is awful. Like I've heard, I've heard both. I heard some <laughs> say it was kind of trashy fun. Others said it was um, unfollowable, a mess. So. Yeah, somebody, somebody, I, a friend of mine who went to see it because he's a friend, you know, a Predator fan, is huge. Said basically it was kind of like a, a spoof on a Predator movie. He said and that's what was disgusting to him. Like he went to go see a Predator action film and it was like a mixture of comedy and action. He's like, that's not Predator. Like that's not funny. Ha ha. That's like wrong. Right. Uh, that's what I thought Predator Two was. It was to an extent, but only because Predator One had established. I mean, such a serious thing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you kind of have to reestablish it. I mean, after what was the last one? Is it Alien versus Predator or Predators? Uh, predators, predators. Predator. right? Well, was, here's the thing. I liked Predators. I did too. With uh, what's his name? Um, I haven't seen any from the piano. Topher Grace is the only one I remember. No, yeah, Topher no, Grace. No, from the from the piano. Uh, yeah. Um, oh. Adrian Brody. Yeah, yeah Brady, Adrian Brody. Brody. He was good in that yep. role, and mm-hmm. he got jacked for that role. Yeah. I thought it was a great performance, and I liked the movie overall. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Right. Um, I've hated, I hated Alien versus Predator Requiem. Yeah, that, that was, was, was tra- second. That was right? second. Yeah, I thought second that was one. trash. First one was good. First I one, I didn't like it when I saw it in the theaters too much. I was like, oh god, I've seen it again since. I can like it a little better. That's the one that ended with the predator alien hybrid yeah, being yeah, born being right born, yeah. see that's the part i was like why didn't you run with that like where was that i, I uh, well, that was in requiem wasn't it but not, yeah, it did come in the yeah, it did yeah. come in but not to the extent i thought it would you know what i mean i thought the next thing would be the hybrid you know yeah, what i mean like yeah. i'm so lost yeah I, so <laughs> I, I, I was kind of hoping that they would have gone back to the predator planet and then the yeah. alien, the alien predator took, that, tried to take it right over. that's yeah. what i was looking for like right. him trying to, to trash the planet and own it and right I mean, to me personally, I, I think it's a good idea. I know people are going to hate me for saying this. I think it's a good idea to put the lid on Alien for a little bit. They've tried so many different reboots, rehashes of it, things. You know, the problem with the Alien movies is the timeline is just all over the map thanks to what's the last two that came out? Uh, one was ugh. Prometheus. Prometheus. And, uh, and, and then there was another one. It was. The one, the latest one was just awful. It, it I didn't, think didn't it was, even feel like an Alien uh, movie. Can't, can't think of it. Yeah. Someone where they're like populating a planet with these right. couples and yeah. revelations right. or something. Yeah, it, it just it was bad. It was just awful. And I really think it's not a bad idea for Disney just to kind of put the lid on that for like five years and let people forget about yeah, all that. Start over well, and just start over. Well, one of the things were the problem with me with Covenant and the, other, and the second Covenant, one. That was it. Covenant. Covenant yeah. was the second one. Okay. Uh, well, there it is. Yeah. First one was Prometheus. Prometheus then, was then Covenant. Covenant. Yeah. yeah. The problem I had with the two of them were we, I didn't need to know the backstory of the alien. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, they found a little spore or whatever on the planet, and it took over. Right. That's fine with me. Yeah. To I, me, you just needed to move forward from Alien 3. I mean, you know? like, that's, to me, what you needed to do. And See, you the didn't thing is, I liked Alien 3. I did, too. That's what I'm saying. Move Alien forward from 4. it. Alien 4. 
was, was awful. It was awful. Yes. But I missed the fact that we were seeing all that concept art, and for a little while there was going to be the Neil Blomkamp right. s- direct sequel to Alien 2, skipping even 3. Right. Which, granted, I liked 3, but I would have thought it would be neat to bring back Hicks and all them and, and do that sequel. And my God, the concept art for that looked so cool. It was awesome. Yeah. And, I was, and then, no, they made Covenant and said, no, we're going to do this instead of your cool thing, and they made a crap thing instead. Right. So it's just more of a sign that the studios don't know what they're doing. But that's why I think Disney wants to, like, like I said, put a lid on all that stuff. Yeah. Let people forget the awful stuff that we've seen so they can, like, not, I don't know necessarily think they want to reboot it, but just kind of bring it back the right way, yeah. you know? Same thing with, with Planet of the Apes. I know there are people that love the current Planet of the Apes. There's a lot of haters on the current Planet of the Apes, though, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they really feel like they've trashed the old ones from back in the 70s. And I don't personally feel that way. I like the new ones. I don't think they're bad at all. Uh, but I know there's a lot of old, you know, old, <laughs> old people that that like they, they had, the older ones better. They had a lot of Easter eggs, I guess, for the for the first one with the Icarus, right? Where the Icarus went missing and everything. Why didn't they just carry on with that? I don't when, know. When they come back, like, yeah, I don't know. I think they so. need to go back and do a sequel to the Tim Burton one. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Tim Burton one of what? Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Tim Burton directed a Planet of the Apes. Yep. Yeah, had, had, had Marky Mark. Mark Wahlberg was had the star. Mark Wahlberg in it, and it was just Helena Bonham Carter. I saw the original one. That's what I was saying. Is no. if if Hollywood's going to do a remake of a film, Tim or Roth was good in that. Film, yes, he was. In the in the in the Burton, Burton one, one. that was, was the, the only, only good character. character was Tim Roth was pretty oh, good. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan was a good one too. Oh yeah, he was played he the in? giant. He played the giant gorilla soldier. He was. Oh okay. Yeah, he was pretty good too. But like, but most of it was trash. Yeah. Like you know, to me the whole the Caesar thing, right? All that that they played into the new one, it's like Caesar's too much to me. Like he, you know what I mean? He's it shouldn't be about one ape; it should be about all of them, right? Like that to me, it was about the community of apes, especially in the seventies. It was about the community of apes, and and right now the current series is all about Caesar. If Caesar's not around, then the apes are stupid, and I disagree with that. The whole concept was they're all smart, not just one. Have you seen the last one then? I did. Yes, because it wasn't all about Caesar. No, not totally. <laughs> but I mean, like, so. come on. The whole ex- the whole point of it was though that he led them to that spot, right? And they wouldn't have gotten as far as they did without what he he led them to. I Ladies mean, you think about the beginning. This is where we end up while we're talking about Marvel's Black Knight. <laughs> <laughs> we're now on to Caesar and Planet of the Apes. So, well, Gary brought up about Disney buying out the, the well, franchise. I all I gotta, all I gotta say I is, stay on target. <laughs> stay on target. But this is all good stuff. We're talking about I was good stuff. Say, anyways, the so one, if there's one thing Hollywood needs to do is when they are trying to recreate or continue a fan film that's already or a film that's already been getting a good character, find somebody who wants to direct and has watched the originals and is a fan of them. They're not putting fans in the director's seat. They're putting some nobody. Well, they are. No, a lot of these directors do. They are fans of the old. They are fans of the old ones. But the problem is, it's just. I think there's a. I think it's not just the directors. I think a lot of suits get their hands. I was just about to say. I think the studios put their hands in. There's too too much much. studio interference. Yeah, and I think that's probably just just let the story be the story. Let the directors direct and the producers produce. It it used to be back to the good old days. Yes. No, it used to be back in the day. Yes. You had the executive who had a, a hot new girlfriend, and she, she had to be in every movie. <laughs> right? You're kind of right, though. You're kind of right, though. That's exactly I'm, how it works. I'm, ex- I'm exactly it's disgusting. This is true, right? And now, Everybody was doing cocaine. <laughs> and, and and now it's uh, and the Jawas kept stealing my books. <laughs> and, and and now it's uh, okay. I want this guy to be Hispanic now. He's always been black all the time. 
Right. Well, he's going to be Hispanic now. All right. And this this one over here has always been a man, but it's got to be a girl now. Because everything's got to be PC. Because you're fracking with everything. Well, that, Gary's right, though. That, that is what's happening. The suits are coming in and trying to tell them how to make it. You got to do it this way now because we got to get the lawyers off our back or some group of people off our back because they're complaining about how we're direct, directing, producing, putting together this movie. You're Buzz right, Gary. It is. It is. Buzz off. It's not that easy. Politics plays its role, and money plays its role. Uh, Politics and money. And, and, and when you have an iconic character like Superman, and you talk about making him African American, I don't care if it's uh, a, a purple guy. That's going to be Superman now. All right. Mm-hmm. It's not. Superman to me. Which we can talk about in just a minute. Well, the problem was, I didn't, uh, I didn't even think Henry Cavill was Superman in the first Man of Steel movie. He didn't feel like Superman to me. Hang on. He Hang had on. Facial Hang on. We haven't gotten there yet. I know. We're jumping <laughs> Dang it, you're jumping. Okay, so, <laughs> Captain Britain, the Black Knight, it'll be interesting to see if this is a thing. I'm hoping if that it's... That, I, absolutely. If it's a thing, we're going to know within the next month or two, because if they're doing casting that early, rumors are going to leak out. I think by January we're going to have a positive or negative yeah. on this. Like, uh-oh, either uh-oh. it was a rumor and it's... <laughs> Okay. A rumor is not. Okay, Bob, since you're a Black Knight uh, cosplayer and everything. Oh, here comes casting. Lord. All right. What happens if it's a woman? God, I'm screwed. <laughs> I guess I have this girl boobs. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I want to see that. I don't want... I I'm Personally, just, I'm, I would I'm, be I'm, upset if it's a woman. I'm, I'm just saying. I know what you're saying. Personally, I would be upset if it's a woman. It's never been a woman in the comic books. Ever. Never. What if they did Captain Britain female? I got a problem with that. Too. I got a problem with that too, because <laughs> it's never this been is, a female is, there either. This is why I brought it up because I wanted well, to hear and, you guys' and opinion. That, and because his sister's Kitty Pride. I mean, like, no. or, uh, not Kitty Pride. Uh, what would Psylocke. you say? Psylocke. Psylocke thank you, but uh, Betsy Braddock. Betsy Braddock. So that makes that whole thing kind of awkward. <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, I don't know. I you got to keep them both males. I'm sorry. That's if you don't you to me you you suck away a large part of both characters could you in a sense pick another female character from Excalibur and put them in the film on well, each that, of their I'm sides? guaranteeing you that there's more than just these two characters yeah I'm just movie. I'm just thinking that's there'll be a supporting cast right I was gonna say you could bring characters from Excalibur in and make he, them strong here's why it doesn't work at least for the Black Knight the Black Knight was a king before he was imbued with the ebony blade yeah, that'd be a little tricky. It'd be kind of hard, because in the and, medieval and, times, and women just didn't have positions of power. I mean, that's just the truth. And not to mention it. Now we're getting into the PC world again. <laughs> womp womp. So. And how many Black Knights were there? Five. Four that we're aware of. Okay, so there could be five now. You yeah. could, you could uh, have a fifth one be female. Dude, you're killing me. Just stop it. Hey. You're just suggesting it to all the people and be like, ha, 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 it happened. That's what you're wanting, yeah. David Filoni's in the room, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, get him out. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to our next topic. <laughs> no, don't leave, Gary. I'm joking. Okay. Don't leave. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, speaking of Superman, since you brought the topic up early, let's go ahead and jump into... I don't know like how to jump into this. Let's start off with the positive. We've got an Aquaman movie coming out from DC. It's, it's awesome. We I'm, have it'll had be an awesome Wonder Woman film. We have Shazam coming out. I think that actually looks better than Aquaman right now. I'm kind of excited about that movie. It just The trailer for Shazam feels small to me. It, it does. very like The whole thing happens on a single street is the yeah. way it looks right now. And then <clears throat> from there on out, I think it is a disaster <laughs> of epic proportions for the DC cinematic universe i don't even know what to say anymore about half the things that are going on 
So the next movie that's supposed to come out in October of 2019 is the Joker movie. But here's the problem. Directed by Martin Scorsese. Who's it starring? It is starring Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Not Jared Leto. Not not, Jared Leto. Not continuing within the same universe. It's its own movie. Right. Just separate from everything else, which does not interconnect with anything else. Then in November of 2019, we're supposed to get Wonder Woman 2. Which is in the universe. Right. Of Wonder Woman 1984. But, I mean, it's connected with the other Joker and the other, because we had the Batman. So it's connected with the Jared Leto Joker. I'm not saying he's in it. I'm just saying it's connected to that universe. Connected to that universe. Are y'all following along with this? Because we were having a hard time with it. In February, in February of 2020... It's an untitled film, not yet placed. Well, I we believe that will probably be the Birds of Prey movie. Which is interesting because we don't know where that fits. Whether it's part of this universe or some other universe, they it doesn't it, really say... Harley Quinn might be in it, which means it could be Margot Robbie. Or it, they could recast a completely different... You know, they could go outside of that universe. They're going to go with the, more. the male version. It's going to be Harold Quinn. <laughs> then in April of 2020 is the Cyborg movie. So after we've shown Cyborg and presented him to you, now we're going to tell you yeah. where he came from. In June of 2020 is a Green Lantern Corps movie. Starring Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> as the well green as... Green Here, get ready for this. June of 2020, supposedly... All happening in the same month. I can't believe this. The Flash movie's happening. The Batman, which is supposedly starring Ben Affleck, although we'll talk about that in a minute. And Gotham City Sirens. Which, well, by the way, right. is the Jared Leto Joker with Again. with the Harley Quinn that is uh, Margot. Margo. Yes. Are you confused yet? Suicide Squad 2 is supposed to come out sometime after that. Gotham City Sirens is supposed to come out sometime after that. And again, there's questions about where those two fit into the DC universe. Then there's the Flash Flashpoint, <laughs> which comes out after that. And then there's a myriad of other movies they've mentioned. New Gods is one. There's been discussion of a Black Hawk movie, a Nightwing movie, a Batgirl movie, a Supergirl movie, a Black Adam movie, a Deathstroke movie. Am I confusing you all yet? Uh, Justice League 2, a Man of Steel 2, a Justice League Dark a Joker and Harley Quinn standalone movie, a Jared Leader alone Joker movie, a Harley Quinn movie, a Booster Gold and maybe Blue Beetle movie, Deadshot, as if you're not confused enough yet, Lobo, and Sandman. I don't even know the last one. Sandman is like... (sighs) I've decided the DC Universe stands for Doing Crappy Universe. (laughs) So, this is their answer. Let's talk about the big news that's been... This weekend. Swirling. I mean, mm. well, I'm going to go back a little further first. We'll come oh, back okay. to this weekend okay. in a minute. Okay. A while back, we're talking about a month ago now, I think it is, the rumor was that Ben Affleck was going into rehab. He did. And then we see pictures of him going into rehab, so he did, right? And then DC suddenly said... Rehab for what? Alcoholism. He's, he's had an alcohol addiction problem oh. for a long while now. Then DC said, well, we're splitting ties with Ben Affleck because of his alcohol issue and all that. Then and he, there was rumors before that whole thing that he was going to leave anyway. That he was, he right, that like he didn't role, like the script and all, this, all these other stupid arguments. And he then was lately, supposed to direct the Batman movie, then he wasn't directing the Batman movie. No, I don't know if you've heard. Lately, he's come out of rehab. Already? He was only in like a week. Yeah, he was only in a couple weeks, like two or three. 
He's supposedly come out of rehab, ready to go, but now DC is saying, well, we're going to move the Batman movies back, but yeah, we're going to keep him on. That's the rumor. What? I don't get it. I, I don't... Keep, what are they afraid keep going, of? Keep going. What are they afraid of? So then we get to this past weekend, where suddenly, mm-hmm. rumor is... All over the internet. All, all over, the internet. over the internet. I mean, it was all over Facebook, that Henry Cavill is now out. He's not going to be Superman. As Superman. It, well, it is a fact that he has signed on to play the char- lead character in The Witcher, which Correct. is a Netflix series based upon the video game The Witcher. Right. He's going to play the lead. And so the, the big question that was kind of at hand here was, like, what's Henry Cavill going to say? When, you know, And then he posts this really stupid video on... His Instagram. Twitter. His Instagram, yeah. And it doesn't make any sense at all. Let's set the scene for you. Yeah. Here stands Henry Cavill. He's wearing a black shirt that reads Krypton Lifting Team. He looks down solemnly. You hit play, and suddenly you hear weird, weird music. Isn't it like barking dogs and stuff? Yes, barking dogs. And slowly he looks up at the camera, and into view he lifts a Superman figure made from him from Man of Steel or from Justice League. Right. And then he lowers it and looks down. As the barking dog cease, and that's the, that's the video. That's the video. And then it replays, and you're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> and that's supposed to explain what's going on here, which I have no friggin' clue. Well, so, well, uh, and his quote, his, his tag on the video was, today was exciting, hashtag Superman. Well, my opinion? Go ahead. He's still Superman. You think so? That's the newest rumor I heard, was that all of this was drama drummed up just to get people's attention. He, he, which is, like, dumb, but... He, he probably said that he's going to leave and throw a bunch of money at him. Well, he was supposed to have a cameo in Shazam. Was he really? As Superman. Okay. And, well, of course. <clears throat> and it didn't work out, from what I hear, because of money issues. He's Jeez. not in the cameo in Shazam because they couldn't agree on a price to that's bring him cr- in. That's crazy. And that that's was, disgusting. I think, I think he may have been hinting, you guys will lose me. And then the rumor got out. And then maybe, you know, they're all like, well, maybe we they're like yeah, we, better, we better do this. Because here's the thing, like, to me, to me, <laughs> you've released this Justice League movie. And if now, you lose any of this cast at this point, Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Gail Godot, whoever the Flash was, I remember off the top of my head, Cyborg, yeah, whoever he is. It was Ezra somebody. Yeah. Ezra I mean, Miller, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. I mean, if you lose Momoa. any of this cast at this Momosa. point... <laughs> if you lose any of this cast at this point, just close shop. Like, forget it. Like, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, well, how do you Justice think, League was a joke. How do you I mean, think it still about, is a joke, but I mean, is like... It just, was it Justin Lin, the director of uh, the Aquaman movie? He he was like... And he's... Well, and obviously you got Jason in it and all that. And all these people... How do you think they feel with their movie getting ready to come out? And all right, the and all this is going on. In, and this starts going on. Right. And they're just like... Why are we even doing this if right. you guys are just messing with it? It does make me wonder, like, like how do people like Gal Gadot and Momoa and some of these other people feel about yeah. this antics that are going on behind the scenes in DC? You know what? If I were an actor working for DC, <laughs> you're just making me a nervous wreck. Well, how do you think Leto's trying to leave? They got a paycheck coming, and some of them are just like, whatever, I'll keep making other movies in between. If you want me back for this, you pay me. You Can know? you imagine, like, if the cast of, like... <laughs> I'm just thinking out loud here. If the cast of Justice League just sat down in a room with the cast of Avengers and he just talked like 
what their lives were like between the two. You know, and, and like the Marvel side's all like chill, like yeah, we got yeah. this. You well, know, you, and then the DC side's like, oh my god, did you see what's going on? Like, it's, which it's, what you made me think of was think of how Marvel has it together. Yeah, they just recently did their 10th anniversary photo shoot. All those actors in one right. room. And it's like, my God, they've been... Uh, granted, you've had your ups and downs. You've lost a roadie to a yeah. different character and some people being recast, you know, minor things. But for the most part, they've been ridiculously consistent right. with their universe. Yep. And then you look at DC and you're like, <laughs> I don't even know who's playing the yeah. Joker. Yeah, <laughs> the jo- We're going to make the Joker into a monkey because we think that'll be awesome. It's like, they, what are you... What are you doing? It would be awesome if the, at the Academy Awards they said, "Would the real Joker please stand up?" And the whole audience just stands. You know, like <laughs> awesome. We're gonna catch course, y'all. So the world. Some suit is sitting in their offices going, "But that's our cool point. Anybody could be the Joker. Right? And we all are the Joker." And then Robin Williams comes walking out and takes the the, word. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Robin Williams. No, walking. Robin Williams himself. Is there any way to fix the DC universe at this point? Do you guys think there's a way? There, there is. is. There is. There's a big, big way of fixing it. How? Keeping the studio out of it. <laughs> a paring down this damn slate. Okay. Because what they're doing is they're like, we need to have as much out as possible because we're pay- playing so much catch-up with Marvel and we just got to inundate, 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 and everything, we get everything going, and whichever ones work, we go with, and which ones don't, we drop, and they're not caring about quality and establishing a continuity. And, mm. and the second one is bring the cartoon people in to write say, the stories. Yeah. <laughs> to me, we you, said, need, you need a Kevin Feige type. And we said it's that before. Who need. is it right now? Who's the person? They, they, it was Geoff Johns, and now I don't know who it he is. He dropped as far as I knew. Yeah, I don't know who it is. Hire me for crying out loud. You I need seriously. a guy who's leading I don't know much home. about DC, but could fix this for you. You know, it's a lot of people have been saying, you know, hire Kevin Smith. And I'm like, okay, hire Kevin Smith. I don't, at this point, I don't care who you hire. You have no But captain. you need somebody who's providing some sort of continuity. Someone's steering the ship. Right. Yeah, there's they're, no they're guiding it in a direction. <laughs> and it's just, it's going, but it ain't going nowhere. It just is going. And at some point, you're going to hit the iceberg and it'll kill it. So part, part of me is sitting here saying they need to talk to the TV universe, the, the CW universe. They, they need to be nailed. talking to these directors because they're doing something right, and they're a TV show. Yeah. So yeah. what's going on? I don't get it. What you need to do is sit the directors of the films or the room of the director of the TV shows and go, take notes from these guys. They're doing it right. No. I disagree with that. Take the, take the people from the cartoons. Yeah, that I get makes what you're them, They make the cartoon, the two-hour movies, or the cartoons. Yep, and make them the writers. I mean, and directors of the movie. Think about how amazing the Killing Joke was. Absolutely. How can that be a cartoon? And and then we get Justice League within two <laughs> I years of it. That. I just it. The two are like t- polar opposites from each other. And you're right, Gary. The the writing that's going on in the in the they, they, comic they, book movies is spectacular. <laughs> it it really is. I just, I, I just watched The Death of Superman the other day. And yeah, I've da- I have downloaded but I haven't watched it yet. And granted, it's not panel for panel for panel from the, the, comic. the comic book, but it's enough of it that it worked good. Let's move on to our last topic, which is kind of a two-part topic. First thing I want to talk about is there is a massive, massive, massive reaction to the Star Wars Resistance trailer that we talked about in our last episode. And it <laughs> it's interesting. There is a marked difference, and don't think the Star Wars fans didn't catch on to this. 
between the websites that are run by Disney and ABC and the websites that are run by actual fans of Star Wars, places like TheForce.net and other areas. So the Disney sites were all like, it looks amazing. It's nice to see something vibrant and beautiful. The drawings are so clean and crisp. It's good to see something good come out of right so like the disney sites are like yay this is gonna be amazing you know and then i started like looking at some of my friends you know like thoughts and 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 oh my gosh i mean the the anger and hatred about star wars resistance was unbelievable almost cantankerous to an extent so a lot of people are complaining for about several things first off they thought it was too anime like kiddish to the point that like you're you're kowtowing to the kids so and that one photo of the the colorful Rodian. Now that you've Sorry. interrupted my thought, it's too kiddish. It's too much like you know like Saturday morning cartoonish kind of stuff, and it just it doesn't play in with you know Star Wars. Like we w- yes we've grown up with that, but let's face it, there was another cartoon that was like that. It was called Star Wars Ewoks. And it didn't do so well. And so that's, I think, the concern that some of my friends have, and that is if Ewoks did as poorly as it did, I don't know how you're expecting Star Wars Resistance to work. On the flip-flop, other people are complaining, I think, Gary, you were talking about this, that it's too um, political, right? Political. Did you guys catch on? I I didn't... Is there a political element to this I missed somewhere along the way? Like, I, I heard that comment. You weren't the first person to say it. Where's the politics in this? I guess uh, I just I missed it somewhere. Yeah. Well, one of the facts is uh, they're training pilots to go on secret covert missions. Okay. All right. Which I don't have a problem with that at all. But it reminds me too much of the Fast and the Furious. And, oh. and the especially the last couple of films in the Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. lines where they're working for the government now. Right. <laughs> I get what you're saying. So it's the undercover agent thing yeah. that they're talking about. Okay. Which I, okay. I guess I didn't think about that element of it. I was just looking at it. And, as, and then, like, a couple of people tweeted or whatever on here that, that you're scrolling up and down really quick about. Uh, sorry. People color are, are now pilots in here. All colorful aliens and everything else were in Star Wars, the movie, The New Hope. <clears throat> you didn't see that. Right. I know it's the time back then and all that, but... And I don't have a problem with that either, but if you're going to show aliens and stuff in it, why don't they have... The aliens we know. Right. I get what you're saying. Yeah, like, we've got all sorts of weird, squishy-faced aliens that, you know, you wouldn't see. One of these kids... This character in the background right behind the Rodian looks like something out of a Disney animated show I've seen already. I don't even think it's a Rodian. No, the Rodian's in the front, the one in the back, the purple hair. I don't think that's a Rodian. That's not a Rodian? I don't believe so. It I says think it's something else. Also, a fat Rodian, FW. Yeah, it's a fat Rodian. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong one. The Sorry. Rodian's in the back there. Right. I, By I the just, way, that character that's put the purple hair and purple skin I've seen in an animated show from Disney. I just, uh, part of me says, I get some of the, like, so part of me goes back to what Eric said the last episode when we, when we looked at it. There's just not enough there to work with. Like, as far as, like, reviewing it's it. Hard, it's so hard to judge. It's hard to judge something when you're only getting, like, split seconds of it, and it's really, there's very little there to work with, I mean, as far as talking about it. So do me a favor. To judge it. As a live test, go okay. to Twitter. You, you're logged into Twitter, and do a hashtag search for Star Wars Resistance. 
Okay. I want to see what we get. Star Wars Resistance. Oh, boy. Here's some of the top... Oh, no, those are the top tweets. The top tweets are things like, The skies belong to the aces. Get to know the platform's most daring pilots. And, oh, my gosh, I need to know the name of this adorable fluffy creature. They're looking at pictures of some of the you know, the characters. I'd say the dog. Uh, all those things. Meet the aces. No, some says, Looks like a fantastic cartoon. I can't wait. I'm hyped. Here's one that says, Gotta admit, Star Wars Resistance has my interest. I'm biased towards planes and dogfights and cartoons about racing, so I can't help but be excited for it. It feels like a mix between Motor City and Stormhawks, both cartoonish, which I insanely enjoyed. So here's here's the feeling I have. Let's see if you guys are, are in my boat on this. It seems like if you are an anime slash cartoon fan on Cartoon Network, and I'm not talking about like Adventure Time, I'm talking about like old cartoons, like, you're into this. Like you you this is your thing. But it seems to me like if you were into Clone Wars and the other things that were with Clone Wars, this may not be up your alley. It, it doesn't look like something I want to watch. Does or doesn't? Doesn't. Like, it looks too far down the other way. It looks like an American-made Japanese <clears throat> anime. And then there's another... Well, here's another post uh, from an hour ago. Even the voice actors chosen for Star Wars Resistance are a bunch of SJWs. How far is Disney trying to sink this beloved franchise? SJWs, social justice warriors. Social yeah. justice warriors. See, that's that's what I'm seeing. Like, there's there's one end and then the other, and that's where you get the, the other political stuff in there too. Right. That that part I understood and, a little bit. And you could try to say the animation style is compared to the 2003 animated Clone Wars DVDs. No. Well, it's it, an entirely different style. You've got 3D animation versus 2D animation. Versus yeah, what's meant to look like flat. And it's 3D, but it's meant to look like flat anime. Right. It's, a, it's a stylistic change. And if you've only been used to the past two, Rebels and Clone Wars, which both followed a similar palette in terms of the 3D modeling and lighting, just the, the style definitely simplified for Rebels, but still they were within the same So here's, here's, here's what one of my friends said that I thought was a valid point. Like, he, he made a valid point about it. His point was this. We, we really, I mean, got trained as Star Wars fans to get into that 3D animation, thanks to Clone Wars and and then Rebels right after it. He said and he, what he thinks a lot of the, the anger is about is it looks, compared to 3D animation, this style looks cheap. I mean, just as far as, like, production value. And so he thinks that's part of it. So when you, if you're into that 3D animation, that's all you watch all the time. You know, those, those flat cartoon t- style just doesn't, it's not, you're not into that, right? It, you're not into that style. So he thinks that's part of it. The other part of it, it some people believe... And it might be true, because a lot of people are bagging on this, just because at this point, they just think there's too much Star Wars. And so yet again, the mouse is bringing out even more Star Wars, and more Star Wars, and more Star Wars, and more Star Wars. And so I am wondering if like there is a point of, like, we are getting into that saturation mode the point with of, a TV show. The point of no return. Where just saturated. Like, saturation everywhere. Like, it's, it's just, everywhere. It, it, people already think we may have hit it with Solo coming out only four months after The Last I, Jedi. I really think that might have been the point of saturation, in which everybody says, nope. See, like, here, here's R.I.P. Star Wars. Boycott everything Star Wars Disney puts out. It's the only way to get the change it needs. The company will only listen when the money stops coming in. We did it to Solo, do it to Resistance, and then do it to Episode Nine. They'll get the message. So what's the message? That is, they want their Star Wars back, not the one that's just shoved down your throat. 
I think it's the message you guys have actually been trying to say for several years, and that is, don't mess up the Star Wars movie. Don't mess up the Star Wars movie. Oh, you messed up the Star Wars movie. All right, I'll give you another chance. Don't mess up the Star Wars movie. Don't. Oh, you messed it up again. Like, and that's kind of what I feel like the two of you have felt. Am I wrong on that? Like, that's kind of the way. I mean, I don't think Gary, you were quite as disappointed with the last one, but Eric was like, I just like, like <clears throat> Eric was well, like. Because I like the, the Empire Strikes Back, and it's a rehash of Empire Strikes Back. Right, so. right. <laughs> I get it. I get what right? you're saying, yeah. The only thing I really hated the most about it is, and it's not because of the person playing her or anything, is the whole Rose yeah. and Finn. Finn thing. I felt it was forced. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all right. I felt, yeah. That, that shouldn't have been anything you should have been focused on. It should have been focused and, on... And, and, and I think they're... Try to get a get a, uh, Finn away from Ray, right? In a Be- sense, trying to create a Han and Leia thing again. No, it's just the, okay. They created the Han and Leia thing in Last Jedi. Or no, a, the first For- one, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. I was trying to remember the title, right. <clears throat> which I was okay with. I don't, I don't care if the interracial couple like that. I have no problem with it at all. I think Ryan Johnson tried to step away from it. Is what it really boils down to. He took it away from right. Him. Right. And that's what destroyed this, the whole story of right. for The Last Jedi. So could you go back and basically say, uh, Last Jedi didn't happen, that was an alternate time. I, I, I honestly I believe honestly think the Filoni's going to do that. I honestly, Filoni's going to come and go, that well, didn't hold happen. On. Let's talk about the rumors then. Uh, Gary, talk about the show cancellations. Well, first of all, I honestly think J.J.'s going to recon a lot of what happened in The Last Jedi. Which is going to be tough because it's part of a trilogy. So... Well, I think this is why they introduced the whole time traveling thing in Rebels. The the per- I know it sounds awful, but I I think right after all these problems came out, right? They were kind of like, "Quick, we need to put a time traveling thing in Rebels because we need to be able to go back and move things if we need to." Right. Quick, put an episode in where we time. I'm serious. I, I believe you. If I you know. look at the timing, the timing's all perfect. Hope, I just right? hope all the movies are going to avoid time travel like the play. I know don't, what you're saying. Don't like, bring I time get what you're saying, but, but no. if it's the only way to fix it. It may be the only way to fix it. I think you know what I mean? I think there's other ways. Time there's travel things purgle, right? Because I watched Rebel all the way to the end. I didn't see any time travel. Yes. Uh, the purgle can travel through it time. It was more a series of interconnected doors inside the temple that, that allowed could, you to take uh, you. The one with Ahsoka. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That one. Okay. Now, to go down to what Eric asked me to, to say was Ray Park was supposed to be at Fan Expo a couple weeks ago or last week. I don't remember when it was. Um, but he had to cancel. It was Labor Day weekend, actually. Yeah. He, he had to cancel. Mm-hmm. And then now, this weekend. This weekend. Or come, no, I don't know about this weekend. But is, this uh, upcoming weekend. Is, is, well, tomorrow. <coughs> right. Today and tomorrow and, and Sunday, uh, Andy Circus was supposed to be at Keystone Comic Con. And he had to cancel. And the reasons given both times. Reshoots. Reshoots. For Andy Circus for what? Because. He's mostly in Marvel stuff right Andy now. Andy Serkis was the motion capture in the performance of Snoke. Snoke. Oh. And they're reshooting episode, or they're shooting episode nine currently. And yes. he was also the voice of Snoke, too. Yes. Right. He was the voice of Snoke, uh, and he was the motion capture where, of Snoke. Where, where have you been? <laughs> in a, buried under a rock somewhere. When and just so you know, Ray stuff. Park was Darth Maul. I know Ray Park was Darth Maul. <laughs> you were... I, I know where he was. He was in one of the Jedi temples, in a because he is like what six, seven minutes behind us yes. now. Yeah, yeah, yes, yep, yeah, yeah. So, right, so you think slow. that Andy Serkis is off performing Snoke capture yes. because yes. we're gonna rip, rip, we're gonna rip have time. we're gonna have Snoke somehow survive, right? 
And it's very clear that Hamill is doing filming for episode nine. Right. Yeah, because he's been seen on the set. Is he only going to be a force? The question is, is I, he I think only he's a force a ghost. ghost? I think or he's a ghost. Is he I'm sorry. Else? I think he's a force ghost in this one. It's just... I know what you're saying. I get I, it. I, I'm still thinking J.J.'s going to bring him back as Luke, as solid Luke, not as ghost right. Luke. I get what you're saying. And maybe the whole Leia perspective is she died when she blew out, blew out of the, the ship there. And the rest of the movie was all conjecture. A dream. A dream, whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah, I, I get what you're I saying. I have trouble with them. But I don't believe they're going to go the dream sequence route. But. I do too, but it's just... It's an easy way to solve it. Or exactly. it could be that Luke was looking into the future trying to figure out what would happen. And so let me let me talk about the Darth them. Maul rumor now. Yes. Because that, that's that relevant to the pictures we were looking at about... We were looking at pictures of Darth Maul and his new robotic legs thanks to the solo Star Wars yeah. movie. It's basically costume photos and uh, Like set photos. photos. Yeah. Set photos of the character from Solo. And, and Spoiler alert, Darth Maul's at the end of Solo for those of you who boycotted it. <laughs> I think they'd know by now. At least I hope they would think. You never know. I I find the robotic legs interesting. Notice, too, they're nothing like the ones we saw at the end of Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Well, they're not the double bending. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like well, well, no. By the end of Clone Wars, he didn't have the big clunky ones. He did he get more normal. Ones did he get normal human ones? Yeah, Previsla, okay. remember? Yeah. They were oh, that's right. Previsla and their technology yeah. helped move it forward. And he okay. had flatter feet ones. So, you know, it's, it's interesting that Maul was even in the movie, number one. But Which the, I, I loved. Well, I, I did too. I liked the little. The tip of the hat was great. I didn't mind Solo at all. This really made me like, what? How? How does Maul here? And well, I think Maul is the head of the Black Sun no, at that point. Yeah, he's the black head. Because, he is. Because who was, of what happened in Clone Wars? Who was the other? There was another consideration for who the cameo was going to be running everything. I can't remember who they said. They had considered another possibility. What was well, it? Well, the, the possibility was Boba Fett. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, saving, I mean... You think they're saving him? Yeah, I do. I think they've got <laughs> him in the back pocket for the, the TV show. I think that's that's what that's coming to. The rumor right now is, and it's rumor of rumors of rumors, Darth Maul... We should just rename this episode Rumors. We should. I probably will. Darth Maul is supposedly being considered to be tapped on as the next solo standalone film. Like the, not Han Solo. Not Han Solo, but the next standalone film. Why and a lot of people we, are like, why would you do that? And I'm like, okay. It kind of makes sense. Solo was a flop. Not, I think, because it was a bad movie, but because of all the bad things that happened to it prior to it coming out. Mm-hmm. And I really think if there's a character that could turn around the Solo movie thing, it could be Darth Maul. The standalone. The standalone. Let's call them standalone. I should thank you. I should say standalones. And let's not use the term member anymore. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> this is why I have a whole team in front of me. You can use phalanx symbol instead. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Phalanx okay. symbol works. Okay. okay. <laughs> so the standalones really are need somebody to turn it around. And, and, and let's face it. everyone was thinking it's McGregor as right, Kenobi. Because so, everyone loves, that's one of the things that's universally loved about the prequels, here's is McGregor Di- did a perfect here's Kenobi. Here's Disney's worry about that, and I get it. If that flops, there's no coming back yeah, that's their- from that. Okay, like there's no way, even with you and McGregor, if it flops, there's no way to get it back. Right. And so I think they feel safer possibly putting a bad guy standalone film out there because you're going to hate him anyway no matter what. Everybody's right. going to hate him. That's the and whole point. And there's not as much written about him. Right. There's not a lot of information. There's not even a lot of like book information 
well, about Darth Maul out there. There's a legendary Darth Maul book. Right, and I've read it, and to be honest with you, there's not a lot of background on him in that there's book. several comic books. Yeah, yes. where he took on the where he took on the Black Sun, then took it over. Yeah, and and plus we also have the Clone Wars, where <laughs> yeah, they gave like, a lot of the background about yeah. him and his brother yes. Savage. But you know, it, there's a, still a lot to be explored about him and that race of of individuals, and so I think it could be a thing that could help turn the standalones around potentially. the The only thing that that somebody brought up to me was it would be tough to do a standalone of a bad guy because. Is there ever a good moment for a bad guy? I think Maul yeah. is one of the few, and we saw it in Clone War, we saw it in Rebels, where you almost, not necessarily sympathetic for him, but you want to know when more. It, He's well, intriguing enough that you don't hate him, especially if he does something pretty cool. Like, if he takes out a bunch, if there's a bunch of, let's face it, if you're, if you're the leader of the Black Sun, you're not just taking on good guys, you're taking on other bad guys. Right. You're fighting within other gangs and groups. And if they focus on that, if they make a worse person to go after yeah the enemy of the enemy is your friend it's like you gotta kind of root for the lesser of the two evils in a movie like that and doing an anti-hero is the big thing i mean let's look at venom coming out venom's an anti-hero movie he's right. not a good guy he kills people and whatever right. but people are excited oh it's venom i love venom you know and granted they may not be excited for the movie but they love the character right so i think maul even could though it's, it's a tough sell for disney to do an anti-hero movie but i think they could and and i think it's going to be like <laughs> Darth Maul Battle of Tatooine. Yeah. Or something, yeah. Between Jabba the Hutt and I can see that. Darth I was Maul. wondering if that, like you know. Hutt throws just tons at him yeah. and he's just got a. Yeah, Hutt, it, it, Hutt's got bounty hunters and stuff yeah. throw at the Black Sun and he's the head of the Black Sun. And, and yeah. And, and not only that, but you got. You could bring Boba Fett cameo in. Darth Maul's Mandals? Yep. Boba Fett's Mandals. Right. And you could have Boba Fett be Mandalore of the Mandos. Yeah. Anything I, mean, I just said? Oh. Yes, but so and then here's the other side of it too that that somebody else brought up, and that is they did bring some of his backstory in <clears throat> in the Clone Wars and in Rebels. So if you do a TV show, could or sorry, not a TV show, a movie, could you potentially introduce Savage into the movie? Depending on when it's placed, right? Because he's dead. Correct. <laughs> Like well, depending on what's Hell, Maul was dead. He's right. He was. Get what I'm saying. <laughs> I was going to say. We what's can... to say a, 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 a Sith witch doesn't bring him back to life and yeah. and set him on the rest of the Star Wars universe? I and mean, it sets I, him out <laughs> to kill Maul. Uh, uh, ooh, see another. There you go. We might have a story right there. And that scene opens. Be... Tatooine. The the Bunta Eve race. <laughs> Pod pods go racing goes flying by. Maul. In the shadows, placing bets or collecting money. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say Bunta Ivory. <laughs> it's the whole reason I did that. How about Palpatine going after him? That would be another interesting one. Because, yeah. after all, he did have a, a plan for Maul. Yep. I have plans for you. Or Asajj Ventress showing up in this somewhere, too. Could be an interesting... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. role to play in it. I mean, so there's yeah, a lot of things they can play off this, of this. You could do this movie almost like one of those old-time spaghetti westerns where it's basically a bunch of bad guys right. converging. Right. And you could have Asajj as the the attack being sent by the Emperor. Right. And you got Hut and his bounty hunters. And you got him running the Black Sun. And it's all taking place in the seedy underbelly on Tatooine or wherever. Right. And you could, you could do a pretty darn cool movie. With and that. you can make that cantina potentially have <clears throat> major significance uh, in uh, a new hope. Oh yeah. 
Let's have the Mag Seven in Star Wars. <laughs> Mag Seven. Well, didn't we do that? Oh, in, okay. <laughs> didn't we do that in Clone Wars a couple times over at this point? I well, mean, we can do it better this way. This, this is true. So we can do the Seven Samurai version. <laughs> so this is the Seven Seven Sis. Okay, so Maul, we just talked about a lot of things Maul before we... a Star Wars story. I want to oh, see it. Boy. That I'm excited. I could be excited for that. We just talked about a lot of different things at the beginning of this podcast, so it, we it, have it, officially... And is it just me, or does it look like uh, Mark Hamill in uh, Darth Maul paint? A little bit. I could see that. A little <laughs> bit, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Like is I said, he it, looks really old. That's is the thing. Like Ray he's, Park? He's starting to show his age. It is Ray Park. But yes. I also think oh, okay. they scarred him up in the makeup. I mean, oh, I do. You look, and there's definitely like there's lines, and lines and ripples. And ripples. It, it, I th- I think if, they if, put if, scar if, tissue on him. If you go up to the next next picture, that there looks more like Mark Hamill than it does. Ray I, Park. I'll give you that. It does. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 pretty sure though it's Ray Park. I, well, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying. It's just, uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and I got so, I got the key moment in the movie. He's on Tatooine. He looks around. Can't find his stuff, and he's like, "Damn, Jowls are stealing my books! <laughs> <laughs> they're burning my books! <laughs> they stole my easel! That would they be stole off. my easel! No, they're making pictures of my pets that they stole on the easel! Screw this planet! <laughs> that, that'd be awesome to have uh, both Obi Wan and Darth Maul complain about the Jowls stealing their shit. <laughs> yeah, they're sitting together drinking a beer. Pass me another cold up. one. They I think I'm losing control here, people. <laughs> they meet up before Old Moons, the end of the episode of Rebels, and you're just sitting there like. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, as we talked about at the beginning of the episode, we'd love to hear your viewpoints and things we just talked about. How about the Captain Britain and the Black Knight movie? Rumor. How about Girl. the DC Universe? Is it truly a mess? Yes. yes. How about the internet's reaction to Star Wars uh, Resistance? Still too early. And what do you think of a Darth Maul movie? Give it to me. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. So with all that, we're going to go watch a Star Wars fan film. We'll tell you after the break what it is, and we're going to review it and let you guys know what we thought. We'll be back in just a little bit. Look, what's that ahead? Are those asteroids? No, they're commercials. We'll be right back. In a galaxy far, far away... The adventures of Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, and Han Solo did not end with the destruction of the Death Star. Now, the Empire strikes back and the Star Wars saga continues with the struggle against the dark forces of evil. Read the exciting story in Sphere Paperback. Hear John Williams' magnificent score on RSO records and tapes. See The Empire Strikes Back, Certificate U. At the Odeon Leicester Square from Wednesday, May the 21st. An exclusive presentation in 70mm and Dolby Stereo. Book now. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Honest Ed's Used Cars, where every car we sell is backed by an ironclad guarantee that is so complete and comprehensive that we really don't see any need to put it in writing. And remember Honest Ed's motto, if any used car dealer anywhere in the country says he can sell you the same car cheaper than we will... Then he's even a bigger liar than I am. Mmm, that cheeseburger you do not want. I do not want that cheeseburger. Those fries give Yoda. Here, have my fries. Your drink desire you not. The Diet Pepsi, I do want. Want you not. Do not want. This summer, grab a Diet Pepsi and see Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Mm. 
Accessories and action figures all sold separately. Man the catapult, wicked fire! The bunkers hit bad! Let's blow the force shield! We did it! The Empire's finished this time! Speeder Viking, what combat glider, assault catapult, and action figures sold separately. Only from Kenner Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Do you own a business or a podcast? Are you looking for ways to expand the audience you reach? Then Star Productions could help you. Southern Tier Audio Recording Productions started off as a homegrown audio recording company, offering professional recordings for aspiring musicians. It is now a multifunctional business, offering DJ services, recording, and advertising services to those who own businesses and podcasts. Email us at galaxycast at gmail.com with the subject advertising if you are interested. We look forward to creating a professional commercial for you that can be used in this podcast or even at your local radio station. Many have exclaimed that our services are out of this world. Thank you for your patience during our galactic promotions. And now we return to the Galaxy Cast. Hey folks, welcome back to this episode as we watched three fan films because we decided that they were kind of short enough and why not. So we're going to talk about them in the order that we watched them. We're going to start with Star Wars Dreska. So this one was interesting. I'm not going to give away too much, but general plot line is that Luke saved somebody that probably was a dark side person. Yes. Like, After... Uh, I'm assuming it's the return or um, the Death Star return Trump. of the Jedi, right? The second Death Star. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the assumption I'm making. Because yeah. you got shots of it at the beginning, and it's interspersed with black and so, static noise. What did you guys think of this fan film? It was only seven minutes long. Well, all three of these were very short fan films we watched. We decided to keep them short. You know, the plot line was 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 okay. It, huge plot holes. I'm sorry. It's, oh there's, God. The, it's the, like massive plot holes, and there's just no way around them. And and everything that went on in the fan film was. Like based around those bottles, so it kind of made it a little difficult for me. Yeah, it was, it was pretty much uh, Alice waking up in Raccoon City. Um, this one I got confused, and it was towards the middle. Uh, she started using like force lightning and such, but I thought that you can't use force powers through hands that are robotic because it lost its connection to the force. Because they had built in tasers. <laughs> Yes, they build tasers in. And for a second, when she's doing it, I thought for a second I saw two metal arms, like she just lost both her arms. Well, and that would make a little sense. And part, part of me wondered about that. The other part of me wondered about, like, okay. Why does she have an eye that looks like cable? <laughs> well, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, uh, the, part of me is sitting here going, okay, only top-level Sith are supposed to be able to use Force Lightning. Thus... Only Palpatine be able to use it. Invader, from my understanding, never he, like he could use it, but sparingly. Like he couldn't use it as much as he Palpatine could. He could, could launch it in balls. Is what I was read from comic <laughs> books that he yes, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> he could condense it into balls called Force Kinetite, and it was yep, a lightning ball, and he could literally zap the person to death. So I I'll agree. The 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 Force lightning thing threw me off a little bit. The fact that she used it, the 
the makeup was kind of disconcerting for me throughout the entire thing as I'm watching it. Yeah. I don't know if you guys caught it, but the metal eye that she had on moved through several shots. No, I didn't notice. Like it was yeah. here and then it was over towards her yeah, it, nose it, more and then it was like further When she away. was laying down, it was farther up on her skull. When she stands up, it's where it should be. Probably centered, right? And then later on, when she's out like in the forest, let me find one of those shots really quick. Her eyeball, and it is covered up, but it has slowly drifted down her face face like somebody didn't quite know seal it correctly what to do there and it's pretty obvious that all they used was like a makeup putty makeup putty right like they didn't even try to conceal that at all at least it, to me it didn't look like it well a little bit of burn texture but okay she's a wicked witch of the west and she got throw a bucket of water thrown at her I'm did you all feel like she felt very terminator-esque oh, i'm sorry yeah. it was just like of course it was like somebody got inspired by the Terminator and said, I should throw that into a Star Wars film. Yeah. Because we're past the due date for Terminator. <laughs> and where's Luke? The idea that, did anyone know Vader's real name? But I, at the beginning, she's like, oh good, Skywalker survived. And then they say Luke, and she's like, oh, not the Skywalker I was thinking Because remember, even Leia didn't know that yeah. Vader was a Skywalker. So that whole thing is like, what? <laughs> How about the nurses in the room? Looks like Virginia Madsen. <laughs> I could not. I, you're right. That's it was kind of disconcerting how much she looked like Virginia Madsen. The medical symbol they're wearing is from the Clone War era. And the, then, I mean, the whole thing with her setting, setting the getting choked, then not being choked, and setting well, setting the gun down when she had the drop on her. She just watched this person blast friends of hers with lightning and just stood there with a the gun on her rather than shooting the person. Right. It's one of these things where it's they're trying to be dramatic, but they're really not thinking about how things would happen in reality you know they're not putting the, the it's like they're not thinking about the motivations like if you saw your friends being shocked by someone with force lightning and you picked up a gun would you stand there aiming it at them and wait for them to notice you yeah you know or would you just shoot them it's like stop shooting my friends with lightning right please i want to shoot you it's just stuff that happens it doesn't it doesn't have a good flow to it you know the idea at the end that she comes across vader's helmet was interesting and you know neat little moment but you know I guess I get the idea of a bad person was rescued from the Death Star by Luke and everyone mistook her for a rebel, but she's not. But where'd they find her? Did she crash a TIE fighter into one of their ships? And if she did, then they think they'd know she was a bad person. Or I mean, because there's... It just, it's weird. It, I don't quite get the entire thing. Luke saved her and brought her to him. Right. I got that part, but at the beginning they're showing TIE fighters flying around. And it almost and implies that she's in one, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. But I don't think she is, because no. I think she's on the Death Star, because that's where Luke grabbed her from, so it's right. confusing. And and I guess the part that I'm a little disconcerted at is that it was an award-winning fan film. And I'm kind of like, if this is, wins an award, what doesn't what, win an award? Like, What was the know. award? That's what I want to know if she won. I don't know. It's just like, go, down, go down to the uh, description. When Dreska, an Imperial pilot, is rescued by Rebels, so she was on a TIE fighter, but somehow Luke rescued her off the Death Star, even though she was out battling is rescued by rebels. Oh, she wasn't rescued by Luke. But at the end, but they she told says, her it was by Luke. Yeah, and at the end, she says, Luke saved me instead of you. I don't get that. Yeah. Uh, she must choose between her loyalty to the Empire and the kindness of strangers she once thought as monsters. So, it's all over the place in terms and, of And the awards story. are uh, New York City Indie Film Awards. The L.A. Shorts Awards. Mind Film Festival, Los Angeles. Mind and Albuquerque. Independent, International Independence Film Awards. They're all mostly about the picture it quality did, and the, the last cinematography. The last one's the best, though. Uh, cryptic Award, because the whole episode's pretty cryptic, and you don't <laughs> quite get what's going on. 
I, I think these are awards that were awarded by fans. Probably. I, I'll give you that, Gary. And I also think, as Austin said, it's, I think it's about the cinematography more than anything else. And it had some, I mean, artistic shots. It had some it good had artistic shots. It had shots that were clean, that were a little bit more... But it definitely was lacking in storyline and story, depth. The story time, it was if very you, hard to follow. If, the story if you go back down and scroll through them, I didn't see anyone that was mentioning makeup or script. Unless I missed it. No. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't awful. I mean, it's worth your seven minutes. But at the same time, it, I'm not sure it's the best fan film we've ever seen. I, but for seven minutes, it's not the best. I, I get so. what they're going for. And the problem with it is, is uh, their trying to make her is an emperor's hand yeah and right. that, would it would it have been better if it was just a tie pilot who they mistook for a rebel she escapes and at the end finds the helmet and she's all upset because this used to be her leader who's dead and she just instead of master you know just what do i do now she's a, a, a tie pilot trapped on the planet yeah right and with she a bunch of rebels that right. might have been far more, been interesting far more interesting than trying to give her all this extra power and make her super yeah. powerful i think somebody wanted to use some special effects yeah and that was another one of the awards I saw down there was specified. So what do you guys think? Thumbs up or thumbs down for Jessica? Would you see it or not see it? Seven, it's seven minutes. Go ahead and watch it, but okay. it's not great. So thumbs up? Thumbs middle. I'm <laughs> yeah. Middle. Thumbs middle, Austin? Thin, yeah. leaning, leaning up. but I, I'm, I'm middle, too. I'm actually middle to down, I'm, believe a, it or I'm not. middle to down a little bit. Yeah. So. I'm middle to up because of the, the way it looks. Straight across. <laughs> Gary's just like... Gary's oh. always straight across. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the next she, film, as, as she said, yep, <laughs> that's right. To say that. So the next film we watched was called The Gray Jedi. It's a B arts production, not an A arts production, not a C arts production. Here's a tip for all you watchers: keep your hands on the pause button. You're going to need it to get through yeah. the book that happens so, at the beginning. Right. My my first complaint right off the bat. First it, off, it, it has <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> the subtitles need subtitles. That's the sad part. <laughs> the beginning of the film, okay, I, I got it. So there's a couple complaints I have about the beginning of the film. First off, the font they used is way too stinking small. It's too, right? too much it's, of an angle. Right. Then the angle of the font is actually down too far. They should have shifted the, the letters up slightly. And scroll slower, damn it. <laughs> and <laughs> like, simplify I, all your description. You've got so much. You're, they wanted to tell an entire backstory here. Right. And they should have kept it much simpler. And actually, it was Flashbacks. funny because we read through the whole thing, and Eric, and within f- three seconds, went, "Oh, this guy went here, did this, and now we're here." There was a Jedi <laughs> who fought with the rebellion, became more of a warrior than a Jedi. His sister was kidnapped, and now he's on a quest for revenge. That's all you needed, right there. <laughs> like if we would well, have not started revenge, with that, but a quest, to, but you can't right. even say revenge because that wouldn't make him a gray Jedi, right? So it's like, man. and then after the first minute of reading these texts. Right, so you have a, a, a good minute. Which are minute. loaded with grammatical yeah. errors. The, the first moment of yeah. actual Star Wars appears at like the 1 minute 23 second mark. Which is That's sad. how much you've got to get through at the beginning of writing. And, and by the way, if you are an English teacher, there are major grammatical oh. errors. And there's a huge run-on sentence that I was Four like, Four run-on what? sentences, Republic's not capitalized. Yeah. Whoever created this, you need to go back and review your editing skills. So, uh... But then the first shot is the cool. The first shot's kind of cool. I like sh- the, the ship. The ship is neat. The angle's it, good. It, yeah. The feels, camera movement's good. And we move into this, towards this planet. I was like, that's an interesting looking yeah. planet. I was kind of... It feels like when I first watched episode two with the Obi-Wan leaving this hyperspace. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. That's what got, this remind me of. It's got a good opening feeling. It's, it's got a good Star Wars feel yeah. at the beginning. I was kind of, I was like very hopeful going, hey, now this might, yeah. you know, 
I'm willing to go through some really annoying credit, uh, you know, beginning opening crawl to, in order to put up with. But some then other there's things. a confusing jump cut because obviously budget limitations. You can't show the ship landing. You immediately jump to inside a building where we spend a good fifth, ten seconds on a ceiling and some water dripping, and you start hearing voices. So obviously, you know, budget constraints means they can't show exteriors, and they had this cool interior to film at, so they used it. And they needed some jazz music to play as he was walking down the road. <laughs> Elevated music. But, uh, but oh, warning, this is a fan film that is... How, what's the runtime again? Uh, total is like seven minutes seven and one minutes second. Seven minutes and one second with, oh, remember, almost a minute and a half of writing at the beginning. So right. now we're down to a five and a half minute fan film with credits at the end. So now right. maybe we're down to like four and a half minutes. Four and a half minutes. And, and a minute of him walking. And it's really and just... Then- a little philosophical study. <laughs> there's there's three minutes of them singing "Ease on Down the Road." So I mean, like that's. <laughs> I wish they had that in there. I think you could have walked out. Ease on down, ease on down the road. Now they tell an interesting <laughs> story. I mean, they do give a little bit. They do a flashback to him with his sister at happier times. Right. They do a, a little bit of. A, I mean, with with not having a lot of time, they show a flashback to him fighting uh, Sith um, in a decent fight. I mean, not great choreography. They obviously did a lot in the editing, but he has a, there are a couple neat, neat shots. There's one where he slices someone in the stomach, and you see the sparks kind of fly off in the wind to the side. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. Was um, it a shock to you guys at all that he was a temple guardian? I mean, like, I didn't get that at, right at the first when I started until s- they panned up and then showed the mask. the mask, and I was like, you, oh, was he's a you, you didn't get that out of the uh, The book? text said that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, then I guess I'm just stupid. That was in Chapter four, paragraph okay, twenty, subsection why. three. <laughs> but of the, open the, the the problem I got with the whole temple guard outfit and everything. Yeah, the mask is all wrong. Yeah, it's sliced open. It's not. It's not even finished. Right, it's not finished. The, forget the fact that it's sliced open for a minute. It's not finished actually. Yeah, it looks like the one Kanan used in Rebels, but I might be wrong. Then again, I'm not really looking at all the eye stuff in the. Costumes. It's it's not it's not finished. It's not complete. Right, like see that left side that should all be white and all that. That should that should be that shows the completed part of it. Unless it got torn well, open. Well, no, I'm saying that got that was during fighting. Okay. That, yeah, I like assume that did. was a damage thing because he's injured on his face under it. Okay. So it's like I think but, that was a damage. But thing. even the flashback and all that, it should have been. You know, it should have been whole there, and then right. we see it get cut. That's uh, 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 yeah, that would have been nice to show. But that I, I also think there was an interesting choice to use actual light up lightsabers rather than rotoscoping because right. it does add a slight air of cheesiness to the moment everyone comes walking up and they're all walking with like neon lightsabers not only that but i'm sorry there's actually a moment where he's fighting sub-zero sorry <laughs> he actually is yeah finish right, him right there it's either scorpion or sub-zero i can't figure out which one i'm thinking but, get but, over here right <laughs> like that's what i was waiting for dun, dun, dun. in a sith or sith guardians I guess. Like that. See that yeah. shot right there with the trailing sparks right. off of his stomach? I thought that was awesome. It's like somebody wanted to do this part, which was really cool, which was the lightsaber battle with the Sith and all that. And it it, it seems to take a big chunk of the film, right? Like I, I Yeah, it's a good like minute. It's a good minute to a minute and a half of fighting. I mean, it, it's not bad. It's that, just the, the other movie. parts that are on the outside of it really, I don't feel like were completely necessary. <laughs> and he's fighting the Rocketeer, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that um, one, too. There was a movie he did where he had the lightsaber and he slammed it in the ground. I wanted to see a stab there. I don't know. I'm just critiquing. see, but you can see the scar down his face where yeah. it was bloody in the in the flashback shot. So you get the sense that that mask was cut open at some point, yeah. but you don't see it. Right, and it would have been cool to actually see it. It would have been fun to see him if he and, did this. And now and then fi- that. St- stings feel the gold. It would have been perfect. <laughs> <right here. laughs> now we're 
dealing a scene wait, wait. kind of like... I hear something. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking of like Wizard of Oz in a field of poppies. Poppies, poppies, poppies. No, all I'm thinking of is uh, the meadow picnic from episode two with the oh, God. weird animals that I cannot describe. <laughs> so this is obviously the sister? Am I? Yeah, he's yes. remembering back to when he was hanging out with his little sister because she hands him the necklace as a little or gift, bracelet. But... bracelet. That Whatever was it was. Bedazzle. Um, so do you think this is a good representation of Great Jedi? No. I don't think so at all. Cause if I didn't either. <laughs> if, you're a great, if you're a Jedi, you are ripped from your family at a very young age, so you would not remember your siblings. But well, here's the thing. Isn't Luke basically in The Last Jedi a gray Jedi for most of it? By that point, I would assume, because he, he's not embracing the Jedi side anymore, and he definitely is not embracing the dark side. He's talking about so how he goes everything's in the middle. needed. He, right. He's describing how all of how it How balance is, is important. Yeah. Right. So for most of that movie, he's a gray Jedi until he does his projection thing. Right. And, uh, and, gets a little and prior involved. to when he was training the new era of Jedis and then realized that he And this cares. is where I'm saying like this film doesn't seem to represent a gray Jedi to me. No, because he seems to be a bit too focused on revenge. Revenge, which is a Sith thing. So the to me, Jedi he's... Jedi is of nothing. Maybe he's more like Dark Grey. Yeah. <laughs> he's more like Charcoal. Right? He's a Charcoal Jedi. <laughs> charcoal Grey. Than like Light Grey. And so I was thinking he'd be Light Grey. So he what's could, a Pink Jedi He then? could be like an athletic <laughs> Heather Jedi. And that's more on the light side. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, what do you think? Did it represent a Grey Jedi well or no? No. And what could they have done to fix that? Um, not show the flashback and of the actual battle with the Sith and stuff. Okay. So what do you guys think? Thumbs up or thumbs down on this one? Down. I actually would say down, too. I, I'm going to be middle again because I like the cinematography. I like a couple of the shots they did with the lightsaber fight, even though it's, like we said. But it's it's it, ha- it suffers from the same problem as the first one. Mm. A, they want to convey something super dramatic and important when they it's not within their storytelling abilities it's filmed this one's filmed even better than the first one in, i agree in my, it, it's got as far as cinematography cinematography it's yeah. got some beautiful cinematography but again it's kind of all over the place in terms of story you're just lost you're kind of get, yeah. guessing at what's happening it, it, it's like short story authors there's a real art to telling a short story where you give enough information that people just get everything you're trying to tell them and understand what came before and what might come after even though you're just telling them a snippet right but these people are not great at short storytelling when they're doing these snippet fan films. Right. And it's hard. It's really <laughs> not conveying it. It's something it. very difficult to do. Yeah. Well, that's Take the problem with a, with a short film is you have to get to the point. You can't, like, bounce yeah. around it. You can't and, even, like... And these guys seem to like to linger on their dramatic yeah. moments or their slow yeah. looks. They're, they're or trying their to... Sorry, slow motion in a seven-minute film, not a good idea. <laughs> I was going to say, um, they're trying to do what you would do in a full-length film, in a short film, like, aesthetically-wise. Okay, so the last fan film we decided to review tonight is a three-minute fan film called Legion, the Stormtrooper Chronicles, which... Uh, but it, I think it even said part one. Did Scarif. it say part... Yeah, it so did say part one, So there's more parts to it. It probably talks about different Stormtroopers in different locations. Yeah, I, I have not found the rest. I'll have to kind of search around. Well, I'm not sure if there are a rest yet. Right. So, you know, 
this yeah, one this was, was only three pub- minutes. This was only published the day before uh, Star Wars Day this year, so right. So it's pretty pretty new. I thought it was interesting they chose Scarif, yeah, as their place of, of reference. I thought it was kind of cool they had shore troopers in it. You know, we, it's not often you see shore troopers in fan films right now. I mean, it's it's a pretty new thing. New they costume. tried to represent the rebels <laughs> the best they could. It kind of looks like the rebels from Rogue One that were but very wintergreen. Like, to give you an idea, if you pause it. You don't even have to pause it. It's very clear. This entire thing, their set dressing is totes. Yeah. It's like, let's get every kind of tote and possible. And floor foam mats. And floor foam mats. And the floor foam mats, like, what are you doing? You and, had a decent setting. You could have yeah. set dressed differently. Don't, uh, and the blocking is a little oh, bad. It's probably the most atrocious blocking I've Actually, seen. my favorite part is the fact that the totes still have their their labels on them. Look, that one still could be, <laughs> be scanned at Lowe's right now. So Go we, back two clicks. There was one like where he's standing. Oh, they There's put, two totes that have labels, but they're facing the wrong way. They also right. put some symbols on some of them. Which I'm okay putting the Imperial symbol on some of them, but when you've still got the, the barcode on there. Bar, we bought this at Lowe's barcode yeah, I mean, on it. It was the beginning of this, and I just thought, I can't believe this battle right is there. happening on freshman move-in day. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Come on. These are gonk droids that are activated. Right, yeah. Unactivated gonk droids. Oh, that's true, yeah. That were purchased at Agway. <laughs> <laughs> not, not mine. Because <laughs> uh, Agway wants more. <laughs> so, so, I think I saw another logo now. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I even thought, like, it was pretty cool that they put in, like, in the background, the ships flying yeah, around. I mean, yeah. like, there were some little detail things they thought through that was, like, it was cool. The blocking thing was kind of just, that was oh, the biggest awkward horrible. moment. Like, Look at this for a second. They're literally standing over top of people that are two feet from them shooting at them. Yeah, yeah. Like, worse than rebels. Like, I can't believe we're actually saying that. Yeah. But. I just realized this. If you go back, there are shots where there's stormtroopers laying on the floor foam mats. I think that what he was trying to do, all right, you guys are going to die here. This floor foam pad is you guys. You're going to die over here. Like, he was trying to block out where people are going to die so that they could walk around. Or or they wanted them to fall on the floor foam so, so they, that didn't they didn't bust damage the armor. Yeah, you don't bust the armor. So, you know, I did think there was a one good funny moment where they're talking to the commander and they turn around and they just shoot the one. Yeah, rebel. yeah. I mean, it, there's a couple moments in this where it's like, okay, that's a little bit funny. That's, now, you know. I like the idea. The idea behind this is when you're a stormtrooper, you're a grunt that obeys orders, you're no one. You do, and you can tell this guy reacts. So, uh, uh, what happens in it is a higher command officer comes up and says, I've been ordered to leave and evacuate. And it's clear the stormtrooper takes one look at him and goes, you're totally BSing me. You're scared and you want to run. You know, right. you want an escort to your ship to not get shot and you're going to take off. But because it's a commanding officer, I have to obey the order. So they right. do it. They escort him. So there's a lot of storytelling packed into that one little moment, which is kind of cool. And then um, you have and this. what's really weird is he's conveying this and he has a damn helmet on. Yeah. I <laughs> like, like- I, seriously, like, that surprised me. And I was like, wait a minute. He's got a helmet on. That's hard to that's hard to pull off. Yeah, my know? favorite character out of all these is the guy is this lead stormtrooper doing yeah. the narration and stuff. I just I liked um, him out of all these movies. If you go back to the segment, just we we just passed, but uh, there was the moment where he's like walking up, and his stormtroopers are looking over in a different direction, and he starts shooting at the officer. The officer can't hit a broadside. Oh yeah, he's really scared. Because <laughs> yeah. the guy, it's more of that he's frightened, and when you're frightened, you can't react well, and all. And so then he just well, goes, that's that Bang. humor part again. Yeah. I thought they did a good job. But the, with stor- that. the but the stormtrooper who's you know stoic and used to battle, one shot and takes him out. So the stormtrooper gets shot, and what do they do? Do they haul, do they pick him up and carry him to the ship? And no, they leave him behind because the next thing we see is him waking up and looking as the officer. I thought the best escapes. shot of the whole film was him reaching out towards the Imperial shuttle. Which, by the way, whoever composited that Imperial shuttle, pretty kudos, good job. Pretty good job. Pretty dang good. 
I mean, very a little, rendered. It's a little, a little off, off, but, but I mean, it like, off, but it's not it's, bad. It's rendered well enough that it just, it, you it's know, just enough. If to you know life. Star Wars, I mean, there's yeah. that's definitely an imperial shot. You don't but, need to second guess that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the nice thing about the rest of the shot, if you hit play on it, is that as it's going up, we see the bat, the shot from the Death Star coming. Right. And, right. You know, the, the ending of Scarif. Right. The ending of Scarif and the the whole, you know, this all, shot was kind of cool too, where he's getting up and grabbing his rifle. Yep. We, whoever filmed this, was very much. A good idea of what he wanted to do for filming. It's yeah. a matter shot of placements were shot important. Shot placement I, and the. I like how part. all the guys are just standing there. They're like, "Well, this is it. You know, we're gonna die now." And they're yeah, just, they're just accepting boom. the fate as a bunch of soldiers. And it, so it told an interesting little story. And I would have had much higher rating for this if they had just done their shooting and their battle sequence better. Yeah. If they would have stretched that, they had that. Oh, one area. step better. Just move the totes and put cardboard boxes painted to look like something else. Do you know what I mean? Like the totes were just a little too obvious to me. Like the as set dressing it was too obvious. It's like they took the tote that they pulled the the stormtrooper armor out of and just threw them in this place. Which is probably that probably, was. probably what they did. All those totes probably brought armor in them. It's just a shame that they did it that way and they it could have I mean like as far as like the rest of the film <laughs> had such high quality yeah. that you had that and you're like yeah. they just detract from it a little bit enough that you're kind of like man you know like come yeah. on I, I, it's like a cheap cop out you know like yeah. it was unfortunate that uh, that was the situation because I really liked the shot composition over the uh, and the, the the story over the blocking and versus some of the other films it's like well, this has got the best story in it. The other two oh, were, them, were yes. narr- you know, they were narratively very hard to follow, and you know, j- a little jumbled, and like we said, hard some, to read. Some have, <laughs> you know, plot holes. Some were hard to read. Um, but this one told a very clear, concise story that you got without even seeing the guy's face. Right. They did a pretty good job with that. And this is kind of like I want to watch this again, and then kind of think about how to do one for Amanda. Well, maybe. it's. it's- it's three minutes, and I thought it was pretty concise, at least in the three minutes yeah. that it, that it, it was It knew there. what it wanted to talk about. It didn't try and do this big, dramatic beginning. Right. It didn't say, Stormtrooper this, with a family back here, and you know, try and tell us all this backstory. No, it just it, focused in on the idea it wanted it to do. It just jumped in, I am a Stormtrooper, and yeah. I'm like, okay, we're already... And I think that's what you have to do when you're telling a short story. Right. What is the idea you're trying to convey? And you know what the problem is with the first two? The first two wanted to tell too much story. In their short story. Absolutely. And this guy just said, no, I have this idea. What's it like to be a soldier Right. when your higher-ups are chickens and you do the job? And I'm going to tell that, and they're going to leave him behind anyway. This reminded me a lot of that IMPS that we watched a a year or so ago. IMPS? Uh, So, let's rate this one, Gary. Thumbs up or thumbs down on this one? Thumbs up. Awesome. What do you think? Uh, Thumbs up. I like the short comedy. Apart from the blocking, thumbs up. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually a thumbs up too. Odd that the shortest one is the one where like you should yeah. go see that, and the one with honest to god the worst choreography. The worst choreography. Of the three. See, that's the thing. But I'm willing to put up with bad choreography if you give me a good story yes. or something that's interesting to look me, at and listen to. If you to. give me a, a moderately bad story and good choreography, it doesn't save it. No. And for goodness' sake, stop making me read. <laughs> <laughs> or so, if you're gonna make me read, put some narration in there so I can follow along. <laughs> so that's what we thought about Star Wars, Jessica. Star, uh, the Gray Jedi, a Star Wars story, and Legion, uh, the Stormtrooper Chronicles. We'd love to hear what you have to say about those Star Wars fan films. Listen, folks, I get it. Everybody thinks we're bagging on these films. We're not bagging on them at all. Uh, we're just giving them a nice rating. That's why we only do a thumbs up, thumbs down kind of thing. Like, would we suggest it to somebody else? Um, I, I'm not saying it's easy to do a fan film. No, I'm no. not. I'm not the first judge of that at all. Um, yeah, take uh, it to somebody who tried doing one. It's it's so hard. it's it's not easy to do. But what I what I do it's, look at is it's, like it's honest critique, right? Honest critiquing. We're and, not bagging on the people doing it at 
No. No. We're just the end result is all we can judge. Anybody that does a fan film, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not worthy. Yeah. Like, seriously. So yeah. uh, for those who are part of the cast and crew of these films, uh, I hope you understand that, that that's the way we're looking at this. This is not us. Uh, you know, this is us just kind of critiquing the overall look, you know, yeah. and, and things that, that, that we like to see in our fan films. So we'd love to hear what you have to say. Go take a look at those fan films. You know, you can email us at galaxycast.gmail.com or check us out on Facebook or Twitter or find us on YouTube and all those places that you go to. As we like to always stay, as we always like to stay here. We do like to do that. But as we like to say here in the Star Production Studios, may the force be with those who listen. The Shatterpoint and Jedi Killer Dillion. And I want my damn books back. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this show. Were it not for you, our loyal listeners, this show would not exist. We appreciate your time and want to hear from all of you, since our podcast is by fans and for fans. Head on over to our website at galaxycast.com to find out more about our show. Write to the show by sending an email to galaxycast at gmail.com. If you have something positive to say, use the subject line, We like and use a show. If you have a complaint, make your subject line, You failed me for the last time. And look for the Galaxy Cast on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and other media soon to come. Carry on, wayward travelers. Warp Factor 2. First star to the left, straight on till morning.